With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Not much over here. We're over there. We're over there. Wow. What a week that was. I'm Dave Lochran. With me, Josh Engelman, Adam Sher, doing it all, running it all back, wishing we didn't have to. This is sometimes <laughs> the most fun show, the best show of the week, and other times it absolutely sucks. Today, it's absolutely going to suck. So, boys, bottoms up. Let's wash the stink off us first. That's some 96 proof right there. 11 a.m., baby. <laughs> Making it happen. Shout out to Wilmington Brewing Company's Tropical Lightning, a fantastic beverage. Josh drinking an eight percenter to kick off his morning. <laughs> I didn't want to have a Coors Light at 11.05 today. It's Monday. Yeah, that's tough to do. Look, guys, we're glad to have all of you with us. Uh, and the truth is, it's a fun show to do. Like we always, Adam and I were talking about it last week. We like doing this show because it's cool to go over everything and kind of just shoot the shit too, right? And, and I know you, those of you that watch it with us every week get to hang out, uh, whether we're celebrating, whether we're commiserating. But um, Adam, you know, it was and we're going to break down everything from a lineup study perspective, show you how some of the top guys did show you what the winning solutions, winning lineups were and what didn't work. But I mean, all, all in all, Adam, it was it was a tough week, man. There were a lot of things that just went completely upside down. Yeah, it was a really weird week. It was it was like a lot of chalk did poorly, but then some of it did phenomenally, like the highest on running back scoring 40 points, the highest on quarterback scoring 40 points. It. It, it was a really rough week, I think, for a lot of, of the guys that, you know, do pretty well in tournaments. So, yeah, uh, not not a lot of fun. Josh, all of my best lineups, and I had some good ones, every single one of them somehow, right? And I'm talking about, like, the ones that actually had a legitimate shot. Every one of them had David Johnson. Yeah, I know that feeling. Uh, I believe he was my highest exposed running back. If not, he was number two behind Josh Jacobs, something in that neighborhood. Uh, that didn't go well at all. I don't think I, I mean, it was just a brutal, I might, I'd be better off jamming this beer can in my eye. Uh, that would have felt <laughs> a little bit better than my GPP performance this week. Got bailed out by cash game. So I'll take it. I was positive seven bucks or something stupid. So uh, I feel like a millionaire. Adam, you know, who my uh, highest own running back was now. I, I had a lot of McCaffrey, which was good, but th- that came at the expense of Dalvin cook. So, you know, would have still been better with cook. McCaffrey was still solid, but my highest own running back, two of them, well, one of them was James Conner. And, and look, 
The guy had six carries. They they were 15-point favorites. Dallas had a 14.75 implied total. And James Conner didn't get any work on the ground because the Steelers were playing from behind for two scores for most of the game. When something like that happens, I just throw my hands up in the air. And say, like, I, what, what am I going to do? What can I yeah, do? I, th- I think he managed to find his way to the bench for a bit too, which didn't help either. He did. Yeah. Well, dude, they – they had an empty backfield for like four straight drives. Right. Yeah. Just, it, it, yeah. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Like, you know, again, you had some of the chalk, you like so, some of the most popular players you absolutely had to have yesterday, but then so many of the other guys just had underwhelming performances, whether it's Edmonds or uh, Connor, or obviously Justin Jackson, who got injured on the first play of the game pass blocking. Like it was just, you needed such a like perfect mix of the, of like, the right popular pieces and then just like get away from it all. Yeah, Josh, it was, it was, it was upside down world in many cases. And uh, Chase Edmonds, another guy who, you know, he comes into this game. You're like, listen, uh, and, and I understood the fade because he was priced up a lot, but I also understood playing him. He's coming into a game where, with Kenyon Drake out, who's going to be the, the the bell cow back and who's also going to get the passing work? Well, it should be Chase Edmonds because Chase Edmonds has been getting all the passing work, even with Kenyon Drake healthy. And uh, despite them scoring, what was it? 31 points. Yeah. Chase Edmonds still let a lot of people down. 25 carries too. I mean, it's not like you would change what you did. 25 with carries. You're right. Like, wow. Yeah, they they weren't not regretting him. playing him. Twenty eight touches. If you know that he has twenty eight touches, he's probably even owned more than he was. Exactly. It's just this is the floor of it all. This is as bad as it gets if you can get twenty five carries and three targets. You to be fair, if you know that 20, if you know that twenty five of those twenty eight touches are just running into the line and not being used how he's normally used, you might reconsider. But. Sure, but at the same time, you would think you might get lucky on a couple of them. Right? Uh, yeah. I mean, the point being, twenty eight touches is twenty eight touches. Spoiler alert: He didn't yeah. of twenty five touches. His longest twenty five carries. His longest run was six yards. Ooh, that'll do it. That'll do it. I mean, how is you, that pot? What do you think? Seriously, how is that possible? What do you think projections, most projection systems had him at for rushing attempts? Like you know, seven, 16 and a half, 17, right? Somewhere right. Like around if, there. You, if you make that 25 before the slate starts. He's in every lineup. Yeah. There's nothing, yeah. You, there's nothing you can do. That's not, that, that's, you should not look back at Chase. I mean, say what you want about how it actually happened. If you know his output, the 25 carries and three targets, you're going to have a lot more than you probably did. Yep. You're absolutely no, there's, right. there's nothing you can do there. That is just the variance of NFL football. Well, Josh, I guess it's time to uh, start taking a look at lineup study. We can go with, you want to go with the slant? Is that what we got pulled up? Uh, that is what we have pulled up. All right. Wouldn't make a difference to me. Let's go with it. <laughs> the, uh, the slant I, didn't really, from week- I couldn't remember if that's what I pulled up or not. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're good. It, it doesn't matter at this no. point, but I, I do want to see, I do want to see, what the win? I haven't looked yet, right? I haven't, I haven't pulled it up yet. So this is a surprise to me. I know you've pulled a lot of it up and gone over the numbers. Uh, I want to see what the winning lineups look like. Uh, and, and granted, I saw them yesterday, but I didn't see in general, like what the top, all the top lineups looked like. What do we have here? Uh, anything stand out? Or what, what, let's do this. Who won it? And what did they have? Yeah. So Buckeye Italian takes it down. Um, one lineup, so kudos to Buckeye Italian for hitting the single bullet for 50K. Josh Allen, uh, DeAndre Swift, Dalvin Cook, Curtis Samuel, Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs, what? 
Kelsey, what? Jerry, Judy, Giants, D. Holy shit. Yeah. So Josh Allen, wow. double stack. Didn't bring anybody back from the Seattle side. DeAndre Swift was meaningless. I, I don't know. I didn't even know Curtis Samuel had 30 fantasy points. Oh, my God. That That is one. That is insane. I mean, Adam, do you know what are the odds that you hit on Gabriel Davis and Curtis Samuel and Giants defense? All and by the way, I'm not bitter like I was against about Miami last week. I'm just I'm perplexed. I'm amazed by that on a single lineup. Sometimes things like that happen, but I can't imagine. I I don't think if I ran ten thousand lineups, I don't know if I'd have come up with that. Especially, well, I wouldn't have because I would have had some form of run back with Seattle. Yeah, as I say, I literally can guarantee I didn't have, I wouldn't have made that lineup. Um, I mean, it's 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 fine. Obviously, I think I don't know if that's the same guy that solo shipped the millie too. So you know, congrats. <laughs> um, someone solo shipped the millie. I don't know if it's the same guy or not, but yeah, it's it's like it's a lot of good players. Yeah, uh, wasn't him. Mangione Motorsports solo shipped the millie. Well, that's. Okay. The Millie, I, I do remember looking at it, and the Millie lineup was really weird too. Um, I think even more so than the slant lineup. Well, Josh, pull, I'll say this let much. Let me pull it up quickly too. Go ahead. My Drew Locke call was looking really bad, uh, and I was like, "Yeah, maybe, maybe you shouldn't have done that." And I had to go over to my mother-in-law's for her birthday, and my brother-in-law, big fantasy guy, is like, "Dude, did you see what Drew Locke did?" Cause I went over there at the end of the third quarter, middle of the third. And I'm like, yeah, I saw, I don't want to talk about it. They, <laughs> they get 33 draft kick points. Like, what really? So monster fourth quarter from him and Jerry Judy, but uh, in almost all of my, not all of them, but Adam and almost all of my drew lock uh, stacks, you know, who I had Noah fan. So right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Millie lineup, lock McCaffrey cook. Judy Allen McLaurin Johnny Smith Gabriel Davis Giants D. Wow, the Millie had Drew Locke. Yeah, I was wow. fine with. Honestly, I really liked Drew Locke just because he let me get to a lot of expensive players. Josh, I just had the wrong expensive player. Sure, I hear you there. I know that feeling a lot. This is a, like did he? It's a wild did he or did? No, Did no he, Atlanta bring, but so like no Julio as a bring back. That's what I was going to ask because I had Julio in almost all of them in the Drew Locke lineups. Yeah, I, what, I would expect you to. I mean, even just getting any piece of the Falcons in this lineup would have made a little bit more sense. I mean, who am I to? He's got a million dollars and I don't. So what What the hell do I know? Single bullet though for the Millie. So double single bullets for the Millie and the uh, slant? Yep. Yep. Does that tell you guys anything about this? Like, I don't want to... Adam, I don't want to look too far into it, but when you see something like that, knowing that you've had a bad week, do you ever say like, you know what, maybe, maybe I didn't really do anything wrong. It's just one of those weeks. Yeah. I mean, more so, you know, not necessarily just because single bullet guys won, but, you know, looking at a lot of the 150 maxers that uh, I struggled, the, the, the guys that like, you know, if, if my results over a year mimic theirs, I'd normally be pretty happy looking at those guys just absolutely massacred pretty much across the board. Right. Yeah. Um, Josh, what did second place? Are you in the Millie still or are you in the slant? I've got them both. All right. Um, pull up second place in the Millie. Yeah. Now I have to see what this looks like. Second place in the Millie. Uh, lost by three. Mahomes, Cook, Wayne Gallman, Christian Kirk, Curtis Samuel, DJ Chark, Evan Ingram, Kelsey, Giants D. 
So Wayne Gallman and Evan Ingram outside of any stack is that's crazy. Is something. Uh, this this person played five lineups. That's M Michel twenty eight. Probably felt pretty good after that DJ Chark touchdown at like one oh six p.m. Eastern or whatever time that happened. Oh my god, this lineup. Yeah, that's crazy. He he, he had Giants D Ingram and Wayne Gallman. Double tight end. I I can I can tell you I never I could never have gotten there. He did go with he did go with Mahomes, Kelsey, and that run back and Curtis Samuel. And you know what kind of was the, the piece of the puzzle was with Mahomes as expensive as he was and Josh Allen how expensive he was, the winning formula was getting in like an expensive Travis Kelsey or Tyree Kill with them, and then going cheap with saying, Oh, well, I have to play someone, I'll go Curtis Samuel in the run back option or, you know, or I'll go Gabriel Davis in my Buffalo stack. Seven players in this lineup are less than 8% owned. That's crazy. Dalvin Cook is is 39. Giants D is 12 2 next highest guy is Evan Ingram at 7.9. Wow. And his sum of ownership was 88%. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't. Uh, well, kudos. now that we've got that taken care, let, let's let's see let's see third place. Let's pull up third place. That would be Benji five one four two bullets. This one's going to look a little bit more normal. Uh, wow, Josh- look at that though. The top four. Uh, the <laughs> top four had one entry, five entry, two entries, and one entry in the Millie Maker. Allen McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Amendola. Jerry, Judy, Diggs, Logan, Thomas, Curtis, Samuel, Bills, D. You hear that, Adam? No, so not again. Not a Seattle guy coming back with the Josh Allen play, right? Because that's Bills, have... D. Go ahead, Adam. Yeah, it's just weird in that game in particular. Like, there's some games where going in, you know, you could see pretty easily how you don't bring someone back, but from that game and and the Seattle offense, like normally you're trying to find ways to get Seattle offense into your lineup. Yeah. This guy had McCaffrey and Dalvin cook and God, look at, look at these pass catchers, right? Amendola, Josh, 3,700, Judy, 4,700, Logan Thomas, 3,700, Curtis Samuel, 4,700 bills, defense, 2,400. So he spent up on McCaffrey and cook got digs in there with Allen and everyone else was dirt cheap. Man, this is depressing. <laughs> it kind of isn't, though. It, in a, it is because it's like, well, this can happen, and it does happen a lot. It's not depressing in the, in the sense that, like, all of the people that were at the top of these lineups or the contests were single or two entries and had lineups, that, like, in a million years you'd probably never get to. Now, uh, Josh, you and I, and, and Adam, you and I have talked about this a lot, where people ask questions all the time. You know, how do I use lineup study? Am, am I looking at the winners and trying to kind of recreate what they did? And uh, your, go, go, what would your answer be to that, Adam? Because we've given this, we've given the answer to this question a lot. I think it's more important to have an idea of what players you want exactly. to, to try and mimic. Um, preferably, if you kind of have an idea of, of, you know, if you're 
150 max entry guy, then it's pretty easy to find guys that are good at that. Um, if you're not, then, you know, maybe not necessarily looking to those guys. I don't really know that there's many people that don't max enter um, that, that, you know, are, are known like winning players though. But uh, the point being, I think it's more important to try and, and see what players that, you know, are, are good players are doing. Like you don't want to look at this lineup that won the Millie maker, you know, not to take anything away, but I, I will never build a lineup like that in my life. And I'm not going to, look at that and say like, Oh, you win a million dollars by stacking a quarterback with their third receiver and avoiding everyone else in the game. Like that's just not a strategy I'm going to you know, try and do. So I think it's more important to, to look at what winning players are doing, what, you know, well-known good players are doing than what won any particular week. Is that Jake Luton in the lineup that you've got pulled up right now, Josh? Yeah. That's the number two in the slant, the old, Luton, oh, the old Luton DJ Chark, no, and Brandon cooks bring back, um, Got you to number two. McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Brandon Cooks, John Brown, Hayden Hurst, Christian Kirk, Ravens D. That's, like, that's a solid lineup. I don't hate that at all, as a matter of fact. No. I really don't. Like, John Brown, good play. DJ Shark, at 5,200, fine. If you're playing Luton, you got to do something, right? Right. Uh, you bring Brandon back with Cook, Cooks. run back. Yeah, normal. Let him get McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook. Yeah. No, that's I have no issues with that whatsoever. Yeah. There's there's not a there's not a bad piece to that lineup. Because Luton yeah. doesn't matter. Like you can look at that and think like, oh, he stinks and he wasn't owned, but that particular piece of the lineup is the least important piece of that lineup. That was kind of my hope with, with Drew Locke, right? Because his pass catchers are really inexpensive. So if he even had a respectable game, right? Like a Jake, like 20, 24, something like that, like Luton, then you're getting like this guy decided to go with McCaffrey and Dalvin cook. So in that instance, your expensive guys need to hit and your cheap guys need to just not destroy you. And in, in this case, his two expensive guys put up a combined 80 DraftKings points. Yeah. And that that's actually a similar strategy I took yesterday. I think, in the slant, I had like a combined 20% ownership going to the quarterbacks in the Washington Giants game, which obviously went terribly. But the idea, again, was that, you know, I'm, they have relatively cheap receivers I could use. They had cheap quarterbacks. And then I can get a bunch of the good running backs in and, you know, good tight ends. So I think it was a similar strategy. I just didn't use uh, quarterbacks that did well. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I- similar strategy. only. I picked the guys that suck. Right. <laughs> Adam, what's going on with Lamar Jackson, man? Regression, but also probably further than it should be. Is it, re- I, I is it regression think- or is he just still the same person he always was and he was overrated then? I don't think he's overrated. Okay. I don't think, well, depends what you consider overrated. Were people rating him as good as he was last year, like in terms of production? Right. Like, yeah, I don't think he's as good as he was last year. I still think he's really good. Yeah, me too. And they ended up winning that game, right? So, yeah, didn't they? I think they did. I, I want know. him. To, I want him to stink more than anything, just because I've been rallying against it from day one. Why? Because I think he's a terrible throwing quarterback, and people seem to think that he's not. Okay, Does, so you think mean I, I don't? Doesn't mean I don't think that he can be good. Doesn't mean that I don't think he is terrifying. But he's not a good thrower of the football and people think that he just somehow is if he was he wouldn't have got drafted at the end of the first round Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray who would I take between the two yeah Lamar Jackson okay oh really yeah huh 
I thought you would definitely go with Kyler Murray. I think that's clearly the right answer. I was just trying to walk you into a wrong answer. Why would, how would I have a wrong answer? <laughs> I don't know. I think you're, you're saying if you took his legs away, Josh, his, his, the warts in the passing game are going to be exposed a lot more than they were if you're letting him run 100 yards a game. Right. Like we have to understand that there's a reason he wasn't a clear-cut number one overall pick. It's because his passing game is not good. He's probably the worst. It's hard to say now, but like he's one of the worst passers of the football in the NFL. If that wasn't true, he would be the clear-cut top quarterback because he's insane at running the ball. I mean, he's also just improved since the draft. Also true. Throwing. Yeah, also true. But well, yeah, not, you should have really. seen. You should have seen how bad of a passer he was in that first season where he came in for Flacco. Oh my God, that was bad. Abysmal. abysmal. It all right. Yeah, like really it all looks bad. In the work. He's not. He's not terrible anymore. Yeah, he's not a. He's not awful. Like he's. He's much improved from where he was. Is he a top graded thrower? No. If he, no. like you said, if he was, he'd be by far the best quarterback in the league. There would yeah. be no slowing him down. You couldn't stop him. But um that doesn't Josh, make I him not get to the, good because his running game makes his passing game be better. But like if the rush if the running game gets stopped, he's not going to bail you out with like pinpoint accuracy. I want to get to the uh the chalk report here. Yeah. where we go over the highest owned guys and look at their production. Looks like he's already got it uh, filtered. We'll do that in a second. And I saw some tweets on it last night. Man, these results are shocking. Uh, but before we do, guys, if you haven't hit that thumbs up yet, go ahead and do that. Helps us a ton. But you know what helps us the most? Seriously, we, we, the subscribing to the channel uh, for our YouTube channel, completely free to do, uh, really does really takes us a long way and it's greatly appreciated. It helps us get more reach out there so we can keep putting free content out like this on the site. So uh, hit that subscribe button. If you haven't done so yet, we'll show up on your browse feature more. Uh, you'll always know when our videos are dropping. And if you want to get notified, hit that notification bell as well. Josh, one more thing that Augusta promo code, big stuff, man. You know, you get half off everything on the site for the Osmo plus platinum weekly by using the promo code Augusta half off of everything. Yeah. Not Pretty just good. golf, not just golf, the whole no, everything. site. Yeah. You football. Can't yeah. Football, MMA, NASCAR, golf, everything. You get the ownership projections, player projections, uh, top stack tool, top player tool, all of our showdown content, lineup builder. You want to get the fantasy country add on go for that too. All of it. For half off, A-U-G-U-S-T-A. Use that promo code at checkout. You got until the 13th of November. That's Friday. I'm telling you, if you haven't jumped in yet, if you haven't taken the opportunity to see what we have and you want to do so at a real low risk, at a real low cost, there's no better time to do it. Now, this is better than the pumpkin promo code we had uh, a week or so ago. So use the promo code Augusta. Get in. I think you'll like it. But if you don't, you know what? You didn't spend nearly as much as you would have. It's all worth it, but now you're getting it half off to make sure you know that it's worth it before you jump in and be sure to join our premium Slack chat when you do. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a great community talking DFS, sports betting, you name it, around the clock. All right, Josh, yeah. let's do it. The chalk report. Who do we have at the top? Yeah, and, uh, so uh, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook at the top. Um, stop me if you've heard this before, but Dalvin Cook broke the slate. Uh, <laughs> Dalvin Cook now with... 93.8 DraftKings points over the past two weeks. <laughs> mm. 22 carries for 206 yards and two TDs. Luckily, they only targeted him in the passing game twice, so he was only able to get 46 yards there. 
And they gave Irv Smith like two one-yard touchdowns. Yeah, Irv Smith with the two TDs and like 14 fantasy points or something along those lines. Yeah, two catches, two touchdowns, very efficient game. He wasn't in any of the top lineups either. Well, if you're not owned and your score is not that good, it's hard to get up to the top. What, wait, what was Irv Smith? I thought you said he scored twice. Yeah, that's yeah, all he, he had has. like 13 or 14 points. He got two passes. Or, oh, okay, I thought he was like 2,500 though, so I wasn't – yeah, okay. Yeah, but Kelsey scored like 30. That's true, yeah. Uh, let me find him. Irv Smith, yeah. So he was – he had two catches for 10 yards and two TDs. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. At 3% ownership. So Wait, yeah, two and, for 10? Yeah, two, two for 10 and two touchdowns? Yeah. Okay, so he had 15? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Dalvin Cook, do, do we want to talk about him at all? Like, do we do we want to dig into the play of Dalvin Cook? Not like not how he performed, but just the theory behind play, him. Like, dude, you can if you want to. He's had two great matchups back-to-back weeks. Uh, last week, I was a lot higher on him just because he wasn't getting any ownership and people were worried about that exposure or people were worried about them coming back from injury, similar to McCaffrey this week, but uh, 31% ownership, Josh, he paid it off in spades. Certainly did. Adam, would you change anything about Dalvin cook? No. Um, I, I think, you know, kind of looking at a lot of the good players, um, some of them went really underweight. Uh, I was pretty close to the field. Alex was pretty close to the field a little bit over. Yeah. I think that it was, I thought his ownership pretty much was around where it should be. I didn't think there was a huge advantage to being overweight on him with that ownership. I didn't really want to be very far underweight either. I I thought there were a lot of other spots that I I liked, you know, pivoting. So it was just an example of, I think, a really good popular play where it was a good matchup. It was, you know, he had tons of opportunities. He himself is very good. So, yeah, there, there wasn't a whole lot to it, I don't think, as far as, you know, thinking the field was doing anything wrong or anything. By the way, it's pretty funny because Kirk Cousins actually had a decent game too. That the the whole offense outside yeah. of the important wide receivers. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I went overweight on Jefferson and Thielen, so and Cousins, so it was kind of frustrating. I what had did the, Jefferson I had the have? Did, did, he, did Jefferson get blanked? No, nah, he had nine. Okay, he had nine. Yeah, at one point he didn't have a single reception. Thielen. What was else? Hundred yards and a touchdown pick. Who was Thielen? Yeah. I got, Who else do we have I got jobbed out of that, but I think I was taking Chase. Or I, I, I tried to take Jacobs, but I got uh, overruled on the technicality, so then I switched to Thielen, but it didn't make a difference. I sucked anyway. Julio Jones, 30%. Tyler Lockett, that's a massive disappointment there. Yeah. 28, 29%, eight fantasy points. Chase Edmonds, 28%, 11. Like we said, you'll go back to that at 28 touches any day of the week. Uh, and then Justin Jackson, Adam, this guy gets hurt and warmups. No one knows until after the, the slate locks and, or after the game locks. And there you have it. Zero points. Didn't play a single snap at 27% ownership. He got hurt the first play of the game. I'm pretty sure. Oh, was it? Yeah. And then he came back in. Someone and- I was reading that it was warmups that he got hurt. Yeah. People were speculating about that. I'm okay. 99% sure he got hurt on the first play of the game. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Game, um, which wasn't, you know, it didn't involve him. But then he did actually come back for at least one or two snaps. He came back for like one, one snap. It was a passing play. He left the game. And then I think he did it one more time. But point being, he got zero fantasy points. Um, not, not Obviously not much you can really do about that, though. Yeah, brutal. Uh, David Johnson, 21.7. I said I had him in a lot of good lineups. Uh, he had 1.6 left with a concussion. Seriously, Josh, look at some of these scores for the highest owned guys. Lock, yeah, Lockett eight. And we probably want to have a conversation about Tyler Lockett in general. Four out of his last five days, four of his last five games. So one game is obviously 15 for 203 TDs, which is comical. Four for 40, four for 33, four for 44, two for 39. Yeah, he's a boomer bust player right now. I think he got tackled at the one twice also. The old Calvin Johnson. But real quickly, look at this though. James Conner's 20% for fantasy points. Uh, Noah Fant, 17.6%, 7.5 fantasy points. By the way, he was en route to a big game too. Like he looked great early on. I felt oh, he, yeah, so he did good that about on what, that. Like the first drive? Yeah. And he had a 30 yard reception too on the second drive. Or no, I think it was the second drive. Uh, and then got hurt, never came back. He was, he was, he was pacing a very big game. But you just look at this of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'll, I'll throw 10 in there with uh, whoever's below fan. I can't see it. Keenan Allen. Uh, who? Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five of them had single-digit fantasy points, and three of them got hurt. Yeah, and it's not like Chase Edmonds at eleven eight was uh, printing money for you either. That's a, actually that's a good. That's another one. So basically, half of them. Yeah. Well, no, sorry, Julio Jones was a disappointment too. Oh yeah, without question. Uh, I was like, oh, big play. Big. Oh, that's Zacchaeus. Great. <laughs> I know that was brutal. Okay, so here's a question for you guys. We'll open it up a little bit because I don't think that people look at this uh, in this way. So we'll look at it from top 10. So Cook, Jones, Lockett, Edmonds, Jackson, Johnson, Diggs, Connor, Noah Fant, Keenan Allen. Top 10. One, two, three, four, five. Five guys in single digits. How many do we actually expect if we know that ownership before it starts? Like, Is this as big of an outlier as we think it is? I mean, I, I think with someone like James Conner, you're looking at a team that was literally favored by 15 points yeah. and he had six carries. So yes, to me, that's a surprise. Uh, even more so that playing from behind, the guys had three uh, three uh, targets, four or five targets. He didn't get looked in. He had a, a couple, I think he had two receptions for negative two yards. Uh, that's surprising to me. Obviously you're talking about the guys that weren't hurt, Josh. Um, right. Yeah, like, I mean, Justin Jackson, there's nothing you can do there. Right. Like Julio Jones, though, what what are the odds that you get this type of game where there's no Calvin Ridley, right? And the guys that are scoring are Zacchaeus. Uh, who was the other guy? I can't even remember his name that scored. Um, uh, yeah, I don't remember now. I can't, I can't even, even remember his name. I can't even make like Graham, funny Graham, Falcons Graham. jokes. Brandon Graham or Brandon Powell, something like Brandon that. Brandon Powell. Thank you. Yeah, it was Powell, yeah. Powell's like, so no, I would not have anticipated that Josh, that those are the guys scoring while Julio Jones is kind of hung out to drive. What about you, Adam? Same question that Josh posed. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, you don't expect them to do as poorly as they did, 
given, you know, obviously they were really pot- they, they were really good plays. You know, I think that at least looking at them, like, you know, that the, the target floor for Tyler Lockett's pretty low. So it's not shocking when he has a bad game. Um, Julio did, you know, get in the end zone. So he was okay. I, I would say that, you know, I don't remember exactly where we had Julio projected, but I think he probably was, yeah, we had him at 20 points. He scored 16. He was, you know, a little bit shy. Um, it, it, there wasn't anyone that like of, of the non-injured guys that was like shocking that they disappointed, but it was more so they just hit their floors, like all of them together. Yeah. I think the thing with like Atlanta was Gage had six targets. Zacchaeus had six targets. Hurst had six targets. Julio had seven. There was no clear separation for Julio there. No, not at all. I mean, like 16.4 is exactly what you expect, basically. I mean, you know, it's like a little shy of it, but, you know, anything in that like 17 to 23 range is sort of where you're expecting him to be. I, oh, so, it's just, it's just miserable. It's kind of, kind of interesting too, like, because I'm looking at my exposures. I was underweight on almost that entire group of, of the top 10, yeah. but because they were still, you know, good plays my most of my lineups you know individual lineups had at least one or two of them so i think that's another reason why the 150 max guys just got cleaned out yesterday was you know you could be underweight on some of the chalk that failed but when you're talking about you know still having your lineups even if i have you know if i have 15 percent of someone that's 25 percent owned that's still 15 percent of my lineups that are dead with him and then you do that with so many different guys it's just really hard uh I, i think to put together a good lineup like that for sure. And like I said to you yesterday, I had some great lineups that had David Johnson and you said, well, at least you could stop watching those. Cause I have David Montgomery. Yeah. That was one of the big pivots I made yesterday, which, you know, I, I hate, I think David Montgomery is terrible. I think the bears are the, bear, the bears offense is bad, but yeah, that was a pivot I made just because he has been more involved in the passing game with, with Cohen out. Uh, he was that same price point as David Johnson, who was getting a lot of ownership. Montgomery was in the single digits. A lot of times that slate breaks really well for me where, you know, the popular guy gets hurt. Justin Jackson gets hurt. Uh, the guy that nobody else played doesn't get hurt, but uh, it's still David Montgomery and he still sucks. Josh, before I, I want to do one more thing after, before we close the show a little bit different than usual, since it's been such a weird week. Sure. And I want to take a look at some of the uh, top players and see what their ownerships look like uh, on, like, I know Adam said that a couple of these guys that are 150 guys that, do you know absolutely excel when it comes to NFL had like no didn't you say some of had no Dalvin Cook and no McCaffrey a couple of them uh one of them had almost zero Cook and had zero McCaffrey none of the guys that I've looked at had um McCaffrey okay uh I'd, I'd love to see what they're running what some of these guys running back exposures did look like I, I just I just expanded it from the four that I was looking at earlier to include the Chipotle brothers. They also did not have McCaffrey. Okay, yeah, and the reason I'm not including Alex Baker, Osmo, uh, is because he did have 34% Cook. So yeah. I was talking specifically about the guys, some of the guys that were underweight on Dalvin Cook. Where where did they go? Yeah, so Pop, Papa Gates and Chipotle, both about 3% Cook, zero McCaffrey. Um, tons of Justin Jackson. Okay. Well, okay, sorry. Tons of Justin Jackson for Chipotle while Papa basically faded him. Not surprising to see that. <laughs> um, tons of David Johnson. Any thoughts as to why that happened? <laughs> I, I, I'm shocked that they both went under on Cook. That's, yeah, oh, they both did. Yeah, they both had 3%. That's unusual. Wow. Um, 32% David Montgomery for Chipotle, 12% for Papa Gates. So they took my approach there and it didn't work. Um, Where were they out on guys like Connor and Edmonds? Edmonds, 21% for Chipotle, 
5% for Papa Gates. So both under, one of them way under. Um, who is the other one? James Conner. Man, either so, I don't see him or they just like didn't play. I've him. got an interesting piece of Maybe information for you. Obviously, Dalvin yeah. Cook, the, the most owned player on the slate of just the player people that played 150. Uh, Cook was actually sixth in ownership, 26%. So as a whole, the 150 maxers came in a little light. Zero Connor for Chipotle, 3% for Papa Gates. Really? Okay. They played, one of them played a lot of Josh Jacobs. Um, Josh Jacobs was Papa Gates' second highest owned guy at 69%. Wow. Chipotle played 15%. Okay. Yeah. I was overweight on, on James Conner. Uh, not by a ton, but I was definitely overweight on James Conner. And uh, that game did not go according to plan, Josh. <laughs> no, it didn't. No, it did not. Like at least, at least Chase Edmonds got the work. Yeah. There's, there's nothing you can do on Chase Edmonds. Uh, no. It, that's just how it's going to have to be. Yeah. Ownership for the 150 maxers, Julio Lockett, Edmonds, Justin Jackson, David Johnson, Dalvin Cook. Those are the top six. Yep. By the way, just to throw this out there, Khan in, in, in the Super Chat says, do I trade Eckler for Miles Sanders and Brandon Ayuk? Yes. I would trade Eckler for Miles Sanders straight up. Yeah, I mean, without like diving into those two specifically, they're more or less the same thing. Like one, They're both injured. They're both pass catchers. They're both heavily involved in the offense when they play. And then you're getting Brandon Ayuk with him. Yeah. yeah, and Miles Sanders is also looking like he'll be back this week. For right, sure. not yeah, not as injured. Yeah. Although uh, Eckler's, I mean, and again, you know, I still think it's the Sanders side, but Eckler should be very, very good with Justin Herbert. Yeah, that's a good point. He should be. I still like Sanders though. Yeah, but I agree. especially if if you even if you have to break that tie, you've got Brandon Ayuk to to do that for you, right? So, um, Josh, la- last thing here, let's take a look at the the highest producing this, this should be fun let's take a look at the top scores compared to their ownership to close out today's show yeah dalvin cook once again top scorer also the highest owned player which is i mean that that right there is ridiculous we know that dalvin cook is like let's say you know for a fact he's going to be 31 percent owned which you know our ownership projections were, were right in that neighborhood the odds of him actually being the top scorer are minuscule at best. And he still hit that number. That is really, really tough to recover from if you don't have it. Oh, Murray, uh, just behind Dalvin Cook, uh, 7% owned. Josh Allen, 39 fantasy points at 14% owned. It's a lot of names you expect. I mean, I'm going to try to ignore the quarterbacks for right now because I don't think that's as important. Uh, McCaffrey, the second highest scorer. Tyreek Hill, um, third highest scorer. Then Chark, Curtis Samuel. We're talking about, you know, Chark at 4%. Curtis Samuel at 1.8%. Even Tyreek Hill was only 6.4. McCaffrey at 5.3. Everybody at the top, while they might have had a name or been decent, they weren't owned. Josh, can you move it to the right a little bit so oh, on the yeah, screen yeah. we can see their, gotcha, gotcha, their gotcha. actual fantasy points? Yeah, yeah, my bad. I didn't realize that I didn't pull it back over. Yeah, all right. We're good. So there's everything. Um, let's see who else we've got. Like, you know, even Kelsey, 29 fantasy points. But I guess because of the price at 7,200, tough to get to, 7% owned. I mean, he looked wow. fantastic, but hard to get to what? yesterday. He was 7%? Yep. Was that? 
Kelsey. Kelsey. Oh, yeah. There was just too much value at tight end. Like, he became a sort of... There were so many 7K wideouts and not... Plus Dalvin Cook um, that getting to Kelsey was kind of difficult when you had Hurst and Waller and... Who am I missing? Who's the... Henry. There's too much... Hunter Henry's been a colossal disappointment. I liked paying up at tight end yesterday. I just did it more so for Waller. Like I played 47% Waller. I played like 15% Kelsey. But I, I, it does seem like Kelsey's one of the guys that a lot of the good players, like a lot of the 150 max guys were overweight on. It's funny that if we don't ignore the quarterbacks, look at, look at this, you know, Kyler Murray, 6.8%. Josh Allen, 14.3%. Patrick Mahomes was expensive, 6.5%. Drew Locke, 7% on. Teddy Bridgewater, 1% on. Uh, Russell Wilson at 29 was 12% on. It, it, does, it does tell you a lot, though, that like, the, really the ownership is pretty flat when it comes to quarterbacks. And yeah. that, that can be kind of troublesome at times, too, because it's not like you're getting away from chalk or you're getting on the chalk. It's just, is that stack going to hit? And you know, ultimately, like 14% Josh Allen is not a – it's not a crazy number. Sure, it's high for a quarterback, Josh, but it's not like – it's not an absurd number when you're looking at some of these skill player ownership-wise. No, not at all. It's just – it shows you – I don't want to say that quarterback – like your exposure to quarterbacks is meaningless, but you don't have to worry too much about any individual one quarterback. Like there's going to be six guys that are all up in that high 20s, low 30s area – just hope you have one. It's more so, I think, about the the stacks, both in terms of who you're stacking him with and, and the other side of the game. Like Josh Allen by himself at 14% is whatever, but when you consider that once you pair him with Stefan Diggs, you have, you know, but like close to 14% of the, of the field has that pairing, and then they're bringing it back with Metcalf or Lockett. I think that's where the ownership does start to matter on quarterbacks when you, when you think about, you know, close to, let's say, 10% of the field probably had Allen plus Diggs plus one of those two Seattle receivers. Yep. Uh, Andre says Judy was 7%, not Kelsey. Kelsey was 13. No, you're looking at ownership projection. If you go to the right, you'll see their actual ownership. Um, man. Now it's gone. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Terry McLaurin, a huge game too. Huh? That's 27 and a half draft king points. Maybe the only thing I got right yesterday. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. My fourth highest home player. That is the one thing too. When people say, "Hey, you can't play guys against good corners," sometimes it's a decision. Like it's it it'll help you make that decision if you're on the fence for sure. But uh, when you are, and I said this about McLaurin a lot, Adam. If you're someone like Terry McLaurin on a team that doesn't really have a lot of pass catching options to begin with, sometimes no matter who the corner is on him they're just going to try and get in the ball as much as they possibly can. Yeah. Like I think that's an okay tiebreaker, but I go back to it a lot. Like I don't, I think it's really like over talked about because you're talking, it's just such a specific detail when you're talking about a one game sample size. And normally if a receiver is getting shadowed, it's because he's really good. Right. And you know, like, yeah, McLaurin, if you watch that game, McLaurin didn't have a monster game. He had a monster play where he caught a pass in traffic, but that's why you play him. Right. Exactly. Like you're just, you're, you're, you're basically saying, and the reason why I think it's nothing more than a tiebreaker is I don't understand why, oh, this corner is really good outweighs, oh, this receiver is really good. 
Like it's, right. they're going to try and get him the ball and he's capable of making plays. And that's what happened. You know, he didn't, it's not like he was just going down the field, catching pass after pass, but he just got the ball in his hands once and housed it for 60, 68 yards. And there you, there you go. I will tell you where I'm willing to use it as a tiebreaker though. If you have two really good or three really good pass catchers where a quarterback can get away from him if he wants to, uh, again, it's not the end all or be all and end all for sure. But if it's in a spot where you've got a team that like, if it's Devonte Adams, who gives a shit, you just right. play Devonte Adams. If it's a situation where like you have Calvin Ridley and, and Julio Jones and Hayden Hurst, you have three guys, you know, or as we saw more guys that can get it done. If you're talking about Tampa Bay where you have Evans and a healthy Godwin and now Antonio Brown, and you got shadow coverage from someone like uh, somebody like, what's his name? I just completely lost him. Lattimore. You know what? Lattimore? No, not Lattimore. I was thinking. I was thinking. Deion you know, Sanders. Not Marshall Lattimore. Uh, I I totally forgot about uh, New New York's got it. Was shadow? Oh, uh, Bradbury. Thank you, James Bradbury. God, <laughs> that ninety six. Isn't this huh? supposed to be your wheelhouse? <laughs> it is. I just sometimes my brain doesn't work. <laughs> Maybe it's that shot that we did at eleven. I'll take you back to my. I'll take you back to my teens and early twenties. I can explain it really easy to you, Josh. <laughs> It all yours. makes a lot of sense. Floor I is yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to, to your point, Seattle yesterday, perfect example. Um, it, I mean, it didn't work out whatsoever, but I did actually probably for the first time ever mention a cornerback matchup as a tiebreaker. Between, Trey White. But, but yeah, between uh, DK Metcalf and Lockett. Um, obviously, Metcalf still is a monster and still beat Lockett. But uh, situations like that, I agree with you, where there's two great receivers. The quarterback doesn't care who he throws it to, and one of them is more likely to be open than the other one. Right. And like yesterday with Seattle, sometimes it doesn't mean a thing. Yeah, like yeah, still think really it should, good receivers. Yeah, what's that? It's you're you're still normally talking about really good receivers that are the ones being shadowed. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, DK Metcalf. I think we are like wildly sleeping on him, even though we're not sleeping on him. Here are I'm his not... here are his yardage totals so far. Every game: ninety five, ninety two, one ten, one oh six, ninety three. 23 so there's the bust 161 108 he scored a touchdown in everything but two games and he's gone for 90 plus yards in all but one i mean that's just as dominant as it gets and i feel like like we he's getting he's obviously getting talked about he's 7800 this week it's not like he's incorrectly priced but he is smashing every single week dude he's averaging 18.3 yards per reception too I think he's averaging 18.3 fantasy points per game at this point. Yeah, uh, actually 22.6. Shit, well, way lower. I'm I'm low. He's averaging 98.5 yards per game. I know what you're saying in terms of sleeping on him. Like, he's really good, but you still don't hear him talked about in the same conversation, right, as Julio, uh, as as Adams. Adams is the best in the league, but you get where I'm going with this, and I agree with you. He needs to be in that conversation. And by the way, it doesn't hurt to have Russell Wilson as your quarterback either. Yeah. No, the the conversation about Metcalf is like always, this guy's really good. We should talk about him more. And then like the next week, it's like, this guy's really good. We should talk about him more. He, he's like one of the best receivers in the league. But you just, everyone just keeps, the conversation is always, we should point out he's one of the best receivers in the league instead of it just like being accepted at this point. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, well the problem we, for we, us we in have this to keep proving is that Tyler Lockett's cheaper. Right, And, and right. that's where we get into issues because we talk about Tyler Lockett more because he's easier to put in a lineup. 
And and Metcalf does a lot of damage on big plays, which makes it less. Granted, Lockett obviously has a very low floor as well, but um, it, it makes it a little bit less comfortable to 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 rely on, I guess. Metcalf. Now, though, you look at his target counts, like his last four games. Josh, you mentioned the the bad one against Arizona, which, by the way, a long fifty plus yard touchdown was called back in overtime for Metcalf that would have put him over the top again. But his target counts now over the last four weeks are 9, 15, 5, and 11. He's getting he's getting number one uh, wide receiver type volume right now. And we, we, we it's time to stop ignoring that for sure. He was 5,800 week one. Wow, he was? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't eclipse. He didn't eclipse 7K until after week five. Oof. He's going to be 8K next week. By the way, he's seventy six hundred. Devontae Adams is nine k for this upcoming league. He went down. No, he went up. He was no. seventy eight this week. I thought he was eight k. No, and he's Metcalf up to... was seventy eight. Oh, I, I'm talking. Sorry, I was talking about Devontae Adams. How did he went he get up to Devontae Adams? Because I said I said uh, Metcalf is seventy six, and Devontae Adams for week for week 10 is $9,000, which is an absurd price for a wide receiver. But yes, Metcalf went down $200. Off of seven for 108 and a touchdown and 12 for 161 and two. Yep. Yep. Great. Do we want crazy? I know this is going to be totally meaningless for right now, but uh, buckle up everybody next week. No Christian McCaffrey and Mike Davis is the minimum. So we're assuming there won't be Christian McCaffrey. We don't know yet. Let's just, assume, yeah. I mean, if we're wrong, then we can strike this from the You're record. Gonna four, I'm fine with that. 4K Mike Davis next week is, I mean, he's going to be, what, 50% owned? Yeah, it's going to blow the whole, no, more than, don't you think, oh, God, it's against it'll, it'll Tampa? More. He's still catching passes. It'll, I know, and that's the thing. I mean, you could start building your cash lineup right now and put him in. That's There is no opportunity to put someone else in. If he's not 100% in cash, don't play cash. Oh man, that feels like a a pretty good spot to come underweight on in tournaments. I maybe he'll probably, I, be, he'll probably be higher owned than Jamal Williams was the week he was four K, and Jamal Williams was like sixty percent. Was he sixty? Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. Or wait, no, actually, I think Jamal Williams might have been really tournament specific. Like in the lower stuff, maybe he was like thirty five, and in the higher stuff, he was just in like every lineup. Well, minimum salary is going to be absurd, assuming Christian McCaffrey ends up not playing, but. It looks like he could miss time again as his status is very much in doubt, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. Guys, oh, we're so about, good to go. about 50 minutes into this. I think we've hit on everything. Appreciate you guys doing this with us every every uh, every Monday. It can be tough sometimes, but you know what? Sometimes you gotta you gotta work out the aggression. You gotta you gotta make yourself feel a little better, and it helps when we can all do this together. Josh, final thoughts on week nine as we put this behind us. And we can't put it behind us until Monday Night Football between the Jets and the Patriots. We just did the showdown show. Matt Gajewski, myself, and Alex Brown, a uh, nine-year NFL defensive end for the Chicago Bears. It's a really fun show, so check that out. And you've got all of your – or you've got your showdown videos that are awesome – Real nice, quick hitters that people can find on YouTube as well. Yeah, I don't know if they're out or not yet. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now, but I recorded those earlier today, so they should be, they should be out uh, imminently. Um, this game stinks. It's it's truly, truly atrocious on both sides of the ball. Uh, spoiler alert for everybody that is trying to play on FanDuel tonight. 
Do you want to guess how often Cam Newton showed up in the MVP spot? This is my same results. 95? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're closer than you should be. 63. Wow. He is projected for I ha- what I have right now, 8.6 fantasy points more than the next closest guy in that game. Amazing. His expected <laughs> ownership on DraftKings in the utility, or overall, sorry, is 99%. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's staggering. What's his ownership in the MVP? Do you have since you have it up MVP ownerships today on Fanduel? So cap, captain spot, a captain spot on DraftKings is thirty six. Yeah. MVP on Fanduel is thirty nine point four. Feel free to make that number significantly higher if you're playing on Fanduel today, because there's no downside to playing Cam Newton yeah. in the MVP spot. And if you want some context, the next closest player is Joe Flacco at eight percent. I, I would probably Crazy. have Cam Newton in 100% of my lineups if those numbers held. 100% a captain or 100% 100% an MVP okay. on FanDuel. Well, check Josh's video out. Yeah. Uh, check out our showdown breakdown. It was a lot of fun, and it was cool to get like an actual NFL player's perspective on things who also plays DFS. Um, yeah, check all of that out. Adam, final thoughts, week nine, wrapping it up. Can't wait for tonight's game to be over so we can move on. <laughs> all right. Perfect way to close it out. Guys, hit that subscribe, hit that thumbs up, and be sure to check out everything else we've got at Awesome. It's all free on the YouTube channel. If you want to join us over there, become part of the community. Promo code Augusta is good through the 13th of November. And if you're not ready to even go there, for $3.95 a week, you can get the uh, Express NFL package, all of the showdown content, and a good amount of NFL premium content on top of that. NFL, everything we've got, awesome.com slash join. Check it out. We'll see you guys back here next Monday on the first look. Or no, I'm sorry, on the uh, it's Monday morning quarterback show where we just, you know, try not to be, try, last look, try not to be miserable. We'll see you guys.